Aloha and welcome to our Mentoring Morning Podcast. My name is Cynthia. I'm your host today. I'm from Malaysia. I'm majoring in accounting and minoring in political science and visual arts. And we want to thank our guest from last Monday, um, Mentoring Monday Podcast, KKRV Block, and for our... Aloha Friday podcast this week. We were having um, Keka Ka- Kalakau as our guest on June 17th at 3 p.m. Next Monday, we won't have a Mentoring Monday podcast as it is um, holiday, but we have Rachel Kekala as um our guest for our podcast on June 27th at 3 p.m. We will, I will, I will, on, I will now introduce our speaker, um, Lani Pinpin, who was born in Philippines. He has strong ability to take on challenges projects at any stage as the POM lead. He leads solid high-performing teams and made strong business impacts on your launch. Accomplished in partnering with teams globally, she is currently passionate about learning many cultures and implementing diverse way of working, which would include engagement with future Microsoft partners. She successfully de- delivered key projects and introduced faster repeatable modules that can be used for future projects. She is now married to Rich S. Cruz, um, who was a BYU Hawaii graduate in 1986 and is the mother of three children, Joshua, who served as ATC for the Air Force, Justin, who served two years in Peru for the church, and Leolani, a former BYU-Hawaii student who now works full-time in Amazon as a supervisor. Let us now welcome our guest for today, Lani Pimpin. Thank you for the introduction, Cynthia. <laughs> You're welcome. Do you have anything you want to add on? Um, you pretty much have mentioned a lot. Um, <laughs> so my current employer uh, right now is Microsoft. And mm-hmm. I've been at Microsoft for 23 years. So mm-hmm. and I'm still loving it. I think this is the company where I'm going to retire. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so awesome. You work in Amazon. <laughs> oh, Microsoft. Oh, sorry, Microsoft. And what are you doing right now? Can you explain to us like, um, what are the things that you're doing right now? So currently, my role um, is a program manager mm-hmm. uh, under the Microsoft Business Operation, which is a global team. Um, 
So um, I manage tax compliance projects. Um, this is can be driven due to any uh, tax regulation. So it's two, two ways driven. It's, it's either external or internal. Mm-hmm. External driven is if there's um, the country we're doing business with uh, or selling our products, services, are having a tax regulation change or tax rate change. So that's one example of an external driven of some of my projects. Or some are like internal, like for example, Microsoft is changing their sales model in how we're doing um, selling our products and services. Mm-hmm. And um, system upgrades, um, like uh, we're doing uh, system updates on some of our taxations or billing systems. So. If those changes are happening, then um, my team get assigned to certain project in making sure that we are compliance um, in any systems that, that we have, what are the different countries that are getting impacted or what other sales models or line of business are getting impacted. So we get through the requirements in each every country that we're doing business with. Wow, that seems like a lot. How many projects do you, uh, do you now in charging? Right now, I have in my plate, I have about four projects and they are going, a couple of them are about to close out, but mm-hmm. closing out, but then there's a split. So it's just like a continuation of the one that I'm closing because the next um, phase of that project needs to be considered for the next semester so we're doing it by semester depending mm-hmm. on the need and um, what's in the plate for making sure we are in compliance in comp- with other competing projects first so there's a lot of realignment of projects and each projects are in different phases like one about to close one we just finished an assessment phase mm-hmm. about to go to the plan um, phase of the project and the other one we're still trying to get it um, approved for co- injuring commitment. So all of those I have to maintain in two different tools and I have to make sure I report in um, on all those four projects every week. Wow, it seems like a lot of projects. How do you manage your time, like your personal time and those projects that you are doing right now? It seems like, like those projects need a lot of meetings and yeah, and I lead those meetings as the PMO, you know, uh, we have one I lead on my own, the three projects, since they're big, so we have, I have a lead program manager, and then I'm the launch manager, and then I have a um, help, a vendor who's helping me manage uh, this project. So there's two projects that um, the three of us are involved. Mm-hmm. So when you ask me how I manage that, so I do get help. And of course, and making sure it's just a matter of aligning which one is launching first and the different phases. So I just have to like, I don't put meetings on the same day because I have four different projects. I make Mm -hmm. sure that we don't come in on the same day. So it's like on a, there's like a a wave of email and following up email, uh, a wave of making sure I get all the updates so I don't tackle everything in one day. So if I'm holding a meeting on Tuesday, make sure the next project is on a Wednesday and then the next project is on Thursday. So I divide it across the week. Wow, that's so make it in the same day. So when I'm done with this day, so I have Monday and Friday Mm -hmm. 
mm -hmm. all the followers to do all the updates and then I just kind of roll it over that way. Wow. Can you um can you tell me um more about like last time when we met uh you talk about um if you want to hiring someone you look for someone who has um PMP. Can you tell me more about that? How do you um take the test? Like what is the process of like getting PMP certified? Well, PMP is just one of the certification that a person can have, but it's not really a requirement to apply for a position. You know, mm -hmm. it's just a good to have. It's one of those certifications, it's a project management professional certification that PMI, Project Management Institute, um, mm -hmm. actually that's where you're going to enroll. Um, there's a CAPM as well. Um, but you need to make sure that you have enough knowledge of project management theory. And there's a class that you can take as well. I've taken a class. It's a six-month um, class, actually, to learn about project mm -hmm. management because you have to learn it from the different phases, from assessment, from monitoring, from what you do when you're doing a planning, when you're in a planning stage on the projects, what do you do when you're deploying, what do you do when you're in transact. So all of those um, you have to learn to even prepare yourself to take the PMP class. It's a good to have, but a lot of times it's not really, it's a nice to have, but it doesn't stop you from applying for a certain position. But once you have it though, it gives you the marketing um, ability to say, I, you're telling, if you put that in your resume, PMP, that you're PMP certified, it gives you that marketing ability to say that I do understand the project uh, management theory already because I, you know, I examine it, I passed it. So you've been certified. It, yeah, there's mm -hmm. a book about P, uh, project management uh, as well. But I believe in my um, my suggestion is just take the class because it's different when you're in a class because you can brainstorm with your other team because everybody has their a different way of studying. Do you do it um, when you are in here on BYU and no, I did it when I was already a Microsoft employee and Microsoft paid for my schooling. Wow. So you work and you study at the same time. Yes. So cool. So yeah, a lot of companies are doing it, especially big companies. It's part of your training and learning experience. You know, at Microsoft, we're very fortunate that, you know, for example, I don't want to be a project manager. Mm -hmm. and I want to be an accountant for whatever reason. I want to be an accountant all of a sudden. And I want to be, um, to gain that experience. So I just have to work with my manager. What experiences, what um, positions within Microsoft that I can start, you know, moving myself towards that next goal. So we're fortunate mm -hmm. to have that program. We have that um, capability that um, each department are really empowering each employee to what's really works for you. Because um, it's if you're not happy with your position, you're not productive. So we want to make sure that mm -hmm. you're happy, you're passionate what you're doing, instead of just sitting in one position that you're not happy anymore. Because one way or the other, you're going to be impacting the project. You're going to be impacting your other team members as well and the team as a whole. So they're very passionate and very dedicated. The company Microsoft is making sure we're looking at your career development and what is that you want to do or experience or learn as, as your goal career growth. Wow. Sounds like Microsoft company allowed um, their employees to continue on to learn and develop. Yeah. yeah. 
I'll give you as an example, because um, when I came in at Microsoft, I started off as a financial analyst. I don't do accounting. I don't do journal entry. I did mm -hmm. audit. Then after that, after two years, I said, okay, I want to do more. I want to experience more. I want to learn more. So I started like looking for a different team. So I then I have to apply. It's not that, you know, I like, I need, I, I, I like that position. Then I just go, no, you, you go through the same process, the motions of applying. And then you have to like, then why you even, then you will be asked, you know, yes, you're qualified. Then you'll be asked, why are you even applying for this position? If you already have a good position that you're in now. And then you just have to explain Then I, uh, I'll just speak about myself. Then I have to explain that I want to like learn more, learn about the business learn more about the Microsoft and where I can leverage my experience at the same time, learn from the new team that I'm applying for. And then and then I go through that the same motion if I want to then extend my experience again and then share my knowledge or my experience. But at the same time, what is that I'm trying to learn or, or develop as I move to a different team? Wow. That is really good experience. And um, can you tell me, I mean, can you tell me like your experience here when you are here on BYU has helped you um, to further your career? Uh, my first job experience actually was uh, working at the cafeteria. Mm -hmm. I, my first job was very hard for me because I never really work in my life while going to school. <laughs> The first thing I've learned is self-adjustment, you know, learning um, my ability to adjust. I wasn't, I didn't know that I was capable of doing so, but I would be very honest that I cried my first week. Then after that, my, my mom just said, um, you know, you said you want to be a BYU, you said this. So my, my mom just gave me all those pep talk. So I just have to pick up myself and said, okay, this is, this is where I'm at now. This is where I need to then gain that experience. Um, so self-adjustment is, is the first thing that I've learned. And then, so I was able to fulfill my duties, but the other experiences, well, what I've learned is us actually just getting to know the people, my team members, you know, because I'm a Filipino, I'm short. And, and a lot of times I depend on my team members who's like working with me during that, um, that time. If I can't reach or if I can't do push a certain cart because we have to push the cart at one time, then I can depend on them. And, and it's just give and take, you know because they're helping me and I can help them too. So that's another experience of mm -hmm. depending with your teammates. And wow. the other experience that I have that I carried with me until this day is when I was working at um, PCC as a, what, what, what is our title then? I think, because we collect the cash, uh, we, we're like the cash people. Mm -hmm. So we go from, so at the end of the day, the cash team, we, we go cash verifier, that's the name, that's our actual title then. The cash verifier, we go pick up the sales from the gates, from the different, um, we call it cow cow then, you know, all those concessions. Mm -hmm. And we collect the cash, or oh, we'll deliver the cash first, make sure, you know, here's your um, budget for, for the day. And then we collect it back and the sales they've given. And we do the reconciliation. 
you know how much sales was <clears throat> how much how many tickets were sold and how much the sales and we reconcile that and we deposit it in the bank so this is the first reconciliation experience that i have the first accounting exactly reconciliations um by hand that I, that i did and so when i when i became an employee here at microsoft and my one of my position i was tasked to do bank reconciliation and that automatically brought me to the experience that i had at pcc because oh i can do this because i've done this i've done bank reconciliation when i was at pcc <laughs> so i was able to to uh, apply that in my position then as a business analyst sounds like you do a lot of financial stuff i were you majoring in accounting or are you majoring in other business field it was my major was business information management mm -hmm. and i fell more on the finance side as i after graduation I, it became that way i did though when i was in new york six months after i graduated i moved to new york and i did work with a company who's doing programming and I only lasted two weeks. And I said to myself, this is not for me. How I did not enjoy it. And my manager understood it. So, and then I started like looking for a different job. And a friend of mine, who's also an alumni at BYU Hawaii, was mm -hmm. able to give me a job at American Lung Association, where I did some project management on this conference that they're doing. And I was in charge of logistics. That was my first exposure to managing projects. Wow. So from there, you develop your interest and then you. Yeah. And yeah, it just kind of evolved in there. So then I picked up um, my the, the accounting skills, business management skills, project management skills to where I'm at right now. Wow. So I know that your husband is a BYU graduate. Did you guys met here or like? How we met at BYU. We were friends at BYU. But we didn't date at BYU. We, <laughs> did. we met each other again after he graduated from BYU. And we met again here in Washington. Oh, nice. Yeah. How cool is it? This campus connects people together. Yeah. <laughs> so what are the challenges that you have faced like, in your life that, um, especially the things that you have learned in the past have helped you? get through the challenges that you had before? The challenges, so um, there's cultural challenges, you know, um, coming from the Philippines and then moving to Hawaii to attend school at BYU-Hawaii. It's not as much of a culture shock because, you know, when I get there, there, there I met a lot of Filipinos. Mm -hmm. um, I learned about the different culture. The, the adjustment I made is when after graduation, I moved here right away to, to Washington State. Um, and culture is totally different to what I learned at BYU or what I know. Because this is now the real world of, you know, um, and it's basically back then. And this might sound so that I'm so old. In the early 90s, mm -hmm. um, there's really not a lot of, opportunity for Asian is more like a very, the culture is different. I, I don't want to be sounding so political in here. I need to be political. 
but it's just a challenge because not only I'm Asian, I'm a female and my height is different and I have the accent. And a lot of people, they look at that as a um, as negative, you know, but I persevered. I, I pushed forward and I said, I'm here. I have something to share. I have a knowledge that, that I can um, uh, I have a knowledge that I can be a part of this team. But it takes a lot of courage, actually, to really speak up my mind. And there was one time, it, it actually happened here at Microsoft, when beginning years of my, uh, my career here at Microsoft. Mm -hmm. I had one manager that uh, told me, said, for an Asian, he said, you, you're not afraid to speak up your mind. And... I just have to stand on my ground and I said no, because I I know that I have, I have this knowledge that I can share. I have a different way of doing the work and it just needs to be respected. And I just, you have just have to stood my, yeah, my ground. And going forward then that I just said, okay, I really need to be able to speak up more and not to be ashamed or not to be because you're Asian, you're female or whatever, they're trying to stereotype you. So that that is just the experience that I just keep carrying it on and making sure that I'm heard, I'm known for what I know, and I, I, I'm uh, acknowledged the, the contributions I give to the team, to the company. Is there any like... Um... Will that make sense, Cynthia? Yeah. Is there any um, thing that you want to like, or things that you want to like suggest like Asian students on this campus to uh, develop or to pay attention? So as an, as an Asian campus right now, mm -hmm. I would say learn as much as you can in adapting on different culture. Doesn't mean that even though you don't agree or you probably it's, it's out of your comfort zone, just to learn to emerge yourself because that's the only way you can truly understand where the other person are coming from. It's not sometimes, you know, you feel like you're being discriminated, you feel like you're not being accepted. But if you don't really truly understand where they're coming from, and then you just have put that wall. So kind of like put down your wall, just try to understand why they even perceive you that way. And then you will be able to adjust and then they can adjust in your behalf as well. Wow, this is also cool. And someone from um, Amy, Amy from Missouri, he say aloha to you. I'm not Thank sure you. whether you know her or not, so. No, aloha. <laughs> and yeah, do you, um, So you say that um, PMP is not as important as um, like the certification is not as important, but what are the values or like skill that you are looking for if you are hiring someone besides PMP? Yeah, I'm not saying it's not as important. It's um, what I'm saying. PMP is really good to have, but it should not stop you for applying for a position if you don't have a PMP. If you will see in some of the position, it says if it is required, then you have to have a PMP. But a lot of times it will just say it's uh, good to have. So you just have to look at the, the, the qualification requirements. 
Because like, uh, like on campus, we have CAPM. Yeah, that's acceptable. Class, yeah. Would they be one of the way that they can go into yeah. a team? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, for example, not all of us as PM at Microsoft have CAPM or PME or PMI certified. Mm -hmm. But they're doing the same work as I'm doing. Mm. That, that's what I was about to, uh, I was saying earlier. But they're good to have certification are good to have so that it tells the person interviewing you or when you're applying for a position that you understand the project management theory, that you do understand you know what goes in each phases of the project. Mm -hmm. What well, is your question? Of, uh, so I'm just trying to clarify what I said about the PMP. Can you repeat your question again? Uh, no, I was just trying to ask that. Um, what if someone doesn't have it? Then? Doesn't what have if it. someone doesn't have the PMP or CP CAPM certifications? Like, what qualification you're gonna look for? So in, in every job description, right, it mm -hmm. tells you about the roles and responsibility and requirements. And as mm -hmm. I mentioned, it will show in there numbers of years, you know, make sure you're a bachelor. Sometimes they look for a master. Mm -hmm. and when we say PMP or not PMP, it also tells her if you don't have a PMP, what makes you different from the person who has a PMP and mm -hmm. somebody who doesn't have PMP is during the interview. Um, discussion itself. So for example, I have a PMP and you don't have a PMP, mm -hmm. but you have more project management experience. You have managed project more than I did. Mm -hmm. So I do have the experience. I do have the certification, but I don't have um, experiences that I can bring forward that says I've managed a global project that impacted this market that we made a sale of an increased sales of whatever that number is mm -hmm. compared to you that you know you manage a global project that have increased the sales for whatever your company is so you have that impact percent so you're more marketable than me because you have the actual experience compared to me that has the certificate so mm -hmm. that also depending on how you're answering um, the questions because at Microsoft we're mm -hmm. looking for somebody who has a growth mindset what does that mean it means that you are persistent and learning mm -hmm. you want to develop and you would like to learn from the team that you're applying first of all my question to you why are you even applying for that position because you found your or you find yourself that you can do the roles and responsibility that you are qualified but what else outside those uh, what's listed on the job description that you can bring to the table what makes you different uh, from the person behind you why you and not the person behind you that needs to be hired on that position so you have to bring that um that to the table that makes sense yeah so um so like um so beside like continue on learning is that an other skill that i'm looking for just like you want somebody that who constantly want to learn oh. mm -hmm. looking for somebody who continue to learn because first of all um, i'm going to speak from my experience when i move from one position to the other 
I look for a different way to where I can learn. First of all, I, I tell my interviewer, said, this is what I know. This is what I can bring to the table. At the same time, I see this team, I see this position where I, then I can span more of my knowledge, where this is what I'm trying to grow my career. And this is the position where I can gain those experiences to grow my career to the next step, to bring my, my level, to, to bring it to the next level. Does it have a point that when uh, when you you are in this uh, project, but then you need help from people in the past, like your clients, you go back to them? Like Yes, this is part of project management. So if you look at um, the project management, you do postpartum. So what have you learned from the project? What are the things that came up? What are the issues that came up? How did you resolve that risk? How did you resolve those issues? Those may or may not come up to the next project again. But as you document those risks, how you solve the risk and issues, on it, it can be from the project, the risk and issues that that the, what the project, um, it's uh, the, what showed up in project, and also how are you managing the project and how are the different team members' um, uh, behavior adjustment? You know, because everybody's different. In my project, I deal with engineering, finance, tax, readiness team, uh, different engineering team, depending on mm -hmm. the, the systems we're doing. And each one of them are project managers themselves. And each one of them have different um, remit to deliver on their end. But I project manage them up here. So I have to adjust on the way... Um, they talk, I have to adjust the way I'm hearing them. I have to adjust the way they communicate via email or even verbally and, and vice versa. So what have you learned from there and how you, there, conflicts may arise, but mm -hmm. how are you able to then um, eliminate or minimize that, um, that noise if there's any conflicts or kind of heated discussion? So those are the stuff that you can pick up and, and apply for your next project. Because now you'll be able to adjust because those, like I said, those issues or risks may or may not come up, but at least you're now able to adjust and making sure they don't show up again. For example, you and I are in the same project previously, and then we have a little bit of miscommunication. Now we're able to, to um, manage that. So in the next project, you and I are going to be there again. So now I know how to adjust to you. I know how to be able to communicate to you more clearly in a different way as I communicate with the other team members. That makes sense? Yeah. So um, is there any like customer that you serve before that uh, they come back, they say like, mm, this is not right. Can you help me like to adjust this and to change something? Like, does that happen before? Sure. So um, so as a project manager, I don't really, we don't really like talk directly to the customers. So mm -hmm. my customers in this case will be the different project managers that I mm -hmm. mentioned to you earlier. So from tax, from engineering, from a finance team, you know, so those are my customers. I'm calling them as my customers because I, they're the people that, I, they, that I'll be working with make sure that I'm aligned with. And then what I do, I, I take it offline. I have to do a one-on-one -on -one with them and mm -hmm. to really clarify where the misunderstanding is and where we can be aligned. And once you do that, normally, you know, homes get um, low, 
lowers the tone and then you get an alignment. And I tell it every time as a project manager that the project is not mine, it's everyone and it's for Microsoft. Wow, teamwork. It is teamwork, it is teamwork. You just make sure that you're all speaking on the same, um, what, what is really we're trying to accomplish. It's not what the person is trying to accomplish, it's what the project is trying to accomplish. And I also learned from you that uh, the importance of communications to different departments, different people trying to adjust in a different tone, yes. help them to understand uh, different things as well. Yeah. And also I, was, yeah. I was actually called out, not, not directly, but an offline that I'm being aggressive one time because during the core team meeting, I'll just, okay, Cynthia, you know, where you're at, uh, your status. And then I call and I call a couple people because they report to that core team. And then after that meeting, I was pinged by our lead saying that I was coming aggressively. So then I have to just, okay, then I have to think back. So where did I, where did my tone that it became aggressive to this person because it wasn't called out with the other people because I'm using the same tone, right? So mm -hmm. now I have to like adjust it a little bit going forward so that I don't offend anybody because my <laughs> tone will be different than that person. Because everyone has a different perspective, have a different take. Is there on the tone or the language? It's either by email or by verbal like this, or even your body language can say differently. Mm -hmm. Wow. I learned a lot from you. I don't know if you notice. I always, at the end, sometimes I always say, um, does that make sense? Because a lot of times, like I mentioned earlier, you know, um, the accent, everyone has an accent. Even the Caucasians have an accent, you know, but they, we just have to be respectful of that. And it's hard to sometimes listen to people's accent during um, conference call, especially if they're not in a virtual meeting like this, if they're only coming through a phone call. So you just have to be very mindful of that. So when I speak, I said, does that make sense? I just want to make sure I'm coming across um, correctly. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of information for me today. <laughs> oh, we can be casual. Ask me any other questions. So I know that there's a lot of students on campus they are ma majoring in business. Mm -hmm. Do you think that is there any opportunity for them to go into the field that you are in right now? Sure. Anybody, um, if, if they really wanted to be a project manager or want to work at Microsoft, like I was telling, to you and Ammon earlier said, think about it now in your, even as you come in a freshman, it's like, what is it really your ultimate goal? To work for Microsoft, to work for Amazon, to work for Google, whatever your goal is, what company you wanna work, uh, work for and what kind of team that you wanna work with, you start thinking about that now. Don't think about it when you are about to graduate. Oh, now I, you know, I wanna apply at Microsoft. Think about it as you develop your um, your classes, as you develop your goal. You know, 
What is what are the experiences that you wanna have now while you're at BYU Hawaii? Um, if you wanna be a project manager, you know, oh, I wanna be a project manager like Lani. I said, okay, what classes do I need to take now? What projects that I can do now? Ask ask your mentor. Ask. Um, somebody from BYU who can give you a project or develop your own project. I have, um, when I was attending my first APCC at, uh, at BYU, um, I was assigned a student helper. His name is Ty, I can't remember his full name, uh, <laughs> but he's still in contact with me. Um, he showed me that he wants to work, um, you know, he, he shared to me that he wants to work for Microsoft as an engineer you know, as a programmer. But what set him aside compared to the other students that I was talking to then was that he showed me what he's doing now. He did a program where um, where he developed it himself and he already like practicing uh, in developing it and sharing it to people. So while he's aspiring to be a future employee, he's already doing the work. What will it take for him to be a part of a Microsoft company, uh, Microsoft as his future company. So, so that is, go ahead. Oh, you can go ahead. No, no, I'm, what I'm just saying, he's already building that, um, you know, on he, he's already taken it upon himself that I know I want to be a program manager, but what, what he's doing now is that he's already doing the program. He did his own program and he showed it to me, which is kind of cool. Sounds it like um, somebody to tell him he was like sharing it already. Yeah. Sounds like job experience greater than um, like um, your degree, is it, isn't it? They're kind of go side by side. Right by side. You have a degree, no, you know, of course. And then, but as you right now, as you're trying to finish your degree, what are those working experiences that you can use? As you come out of um, during graduation, you know, I was fortunate enough that some of the um, working experiences that I had at BYU Hawaii, I was able to apply it as I graduate. Being a cash verifier, I was a computer lab assistant during my senior year. Those experiences, when I put it in my simple resume, then after graduation, I was able to use that and market it so that I can be accepted into my first job here at Washington. Was yeah. that? Uh, yeah, I didn't start as a project manager. I start right here, and then you just kind of yeah use your experiences as, as you develop your career. Was that your uh, internship before, the one that you say you'll work in the lab? No, this is just a regular job. Mm. Did you take any like internship before you graduate, or did I just go with it? It was not a it was not a formal internship, but we're given like a one year to do like a practical training, as they call it before. It's not internship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not internship program. It's just a job uh, work related. Do you think like uh, having an internship is really important for students right now? It's it's right now. I'm seeing it as a very important because company like Microsoft, the interns turn to FTEs afterwards if there's a position if there's opportunity for them because uh, mike i'm only going to speak for microsoft because that's the one i know <laughs> uh, the interns are given opportunity they're not even though they're interns they're considered as a full-time employee 
because they get the full experience. They were given a project. They're in this. They're in a team. They're emerged as a full-time employee. So they have that opportunity to learn and grow right there and there. So internship is very big. It's, that's a, a, a great experience to add in your resume. Yeah. So how do you like, um, so so how do you, I might have asked this uh, just now, you bet you able to balance your personal life. Did I ask you this one? Not yet. <laughs> how did uh, you balance your personal life? Always been a challenge. Um, work-life balance that is the challenge that's that's actually coming up in every um, survey within Microsoft it comes up because we do have internal survey you know and work-life balance always comes up as one number one concern um, because of the projects that we have the complexity of our projects that we have and then we do our projects are all global that means you know um, I can be up until midnight, until two o'clock, depending who I need to talk to. So uh, I'm not an eight to five person. I am a person who needs to adjust my hours depending on on the projects. I can be up early in the morning so that I can catch the Dublin team. And then I'll be up until midnight, until one o'clock, so I can get the, the India Singapore team. So... Where, where is the personal, the work-life balance? So in between, you just have to insert and make sure you have a time for yourself, a time to eat your dinner. It's, it's hard, but we're also given um, the opportunity to take a break, make sure we take a break. And my time, my Friday afternoon is blocked already. No meetings, no, no calls. I block my Friday afternoon because on Friday afternoon, I'm done with work how I do my work-life balance because on on Sunday night I start working already because Asia is already up okay. so I think the time is about to end and thank you Lani PP and um, thank I hope you I responded to all your questions and <laughs> if you have any other questions you can just send it to me via email oh I hope yeah, you learn sure. from your conversation with me and other people too in the call. And thank you so much for joining us today. And yeah. You're welcome. And don't forget, we won't have a mentor um, Monday podcast next week. But tune in on uh, June 27th for Rachel. Kekalo as our guest for our Mentoring Monday podcast on, on that day at uh, 3 p.m. Hawaiian Standard Time. And our Aloha Friday podcast this week, we will having Kala Kakao as our guest on June 17th at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And thank you for joining us today. Mahalo.